Welcome to the 21 Minute Podcast. 21 minutes to encourage your walk with Jesus in 2021. I'm Pastor James from Lakewood Park Ministries in Auburn, Indiana. And this podcast is all about helping you connect to Jesus from where you are to who he is. Welcome to another episode of 21 Minutes, a podcast to encourage your walk with Jesus throughout your week. I'm Pastor Luke, along with me, Pastor James. James, how are you today? It's a great day. It's good to be back on our podcast, Luke. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Well, uh, I'm excited for the content that we have today, and so let's just dive right in. Can let's you, do can it. Can you tee up the episode and what we'll be talking about? Yeah, so we're, we're continuing on in the discussion about biblical counseling. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's conversation, <laughs> as we really wanted to start defining biblical counseling, and we're going to define even more today. We want to talk about the joys of biblical, biblical counseling and the challenges challenges to biblical counseling. And I think really the heartbeat, Luke, that we have is we want everybody to be involved, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, to be involved with biblical counseling. So I think the ultimate Mm -hmm. is invitation to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of uh, involvement kind of having two facets to it. Number one, we want you to be involved if you need help. Um, We want our people to know that Uh, We are here to shepherd them Mm -hmm. through whatever struggles they might be having. And so please contact us if if you need help with something going on in your life. um, We're we're here to serve you in that way. And we take biblical counseling uh, seriously here. Uh, But we also want to invite people um, to take some of the principles of uh, biblical counseling and put them into work in their relationships with other people as they're in community with other Christians and in life groups or or whatever it may be. Um, We all have difficulty at some level and we can all help and encourage one another um, towards walking more faithfully with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we want to equip people as well. We're competent to counsel. Yes, yes. Uh, biblical counseling, I know that's a phrase you'll hear a lot. Yep. Uh, we are competent to counsel. We can handle the Word of God. Yes. And the Word of God speaks to the heart, which is the the reason for biblical counseling. Transformation comes as the heart is addressed and the Holy Spirit works, and there's surrender to yeah. truth. Right, right, yeah. And so um, that's, a, that's a really hopeful thing, and that's why we titled last week's episode the hope and help of biblical counseling, yes. because there really is hope from the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, and the community mm. of the body of Christ, and uh, and those are those are the three pieces that that can um, mm-hmm. really yes. give you a, yes. a hope for for health and navigating through difficult things. Um, well, how about a little bit of a recap on on some of uh, just the main points of last week's episode uh, mm-hmm. to make it fresh for people. Yeah, I mean, and Luke, thank you, because you brought a lot of that last week. We talked about the models of biblical counseling, and that might be good for our listeners right now. What are, what are those models, real briefly, that we right, talked about last right. week? So there's, uh, number one, there's secular psychotherapy, in which case we're, we're talking about uh, counseling or therapy models that are entirely separate from the Christian faith and perspective. It's what you're going to find at your uh, public university. Yes. It's going to mm-hmm. be heavy on studying evolution and biology and uh, a, a, a medical diagnosis of mental health, again, apart from faith and Christianity. Um, in the the middle, you're going to have what's called integrationism, which tries to, to blend um, 
the secular psychotherapy model with the Christian faith. And oftentimes, I'm going to speak very generally, mm-hmm. but oftentimes what you end up with is secular psychotherapy with some Bible verses sprinkled on top mm-hmm. rather than the Bible driving the therapy. Um, it's more of an additional supplement mm-hmm. rather than the primary substance. And then that third model, what we're talking about and what we're promoting is biblical counseling. Uh, The model that says we believe that the scriptures have what we need to walk in faith and in righteousness, uh, to navigate all of the the suffering and the trials of this broken world. It has what we need to address the sin in our lives. and, Mm -hmm. And so we look to the scriptures to show us what what is going on, and how to navigate through it. Mm-hmm. And I think just to bridge from that, where we want to go into this episode, yeah, is it? it's truly about the heart. Mm-hmm. It's truly about speaking to the heart. The heart is the center and core of who we are. And if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Amen. Uh, you have freedom because you've been freed to live for Jesus. Yeah. And and if that's the case, we soft oftentimes say this say this around Lakewood Park that God's a passionate revealer. Mm. His word is revelation. He wants to be known. He wants us to know who we are and he wants us to consider what that all means. Yeah. And so when I think about what biblical counseling is, a core verse for that in the scripture is 2 Timothy 3:16. It says all scripture, okay, God's passionate revelation, right? This is this is what he wants us to know. He wants to be known is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness. And and this all speaks at the heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about teaching, what is the truth, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we need to consider in counseling. What is the truth? Reproof means those times where we're not following the truth. And, and scripture helps us to identify we're not following right. Mm-hmm. Correction means to say, okay, if you're not following right here, here's the right way to go. Here's the correction. Here's the course correction of your thinking, of your decision-making, all of those things this is the right way to go. And then the training in righteousness. So it's that it's not only here's the right way to go, here's how to keep growing in that way. And if I could say the heart of biblical counseling is to bring the truth, trusting the spirit of God to work, to address the heart that there's going to be transformation in in that believer's life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and transformation is, is a promise that, that, that is available mm-hmm. to us, that God is in the process of transforming us. It began when we were justified by faith, when we went from spiritually dead and were made yep. spiritually alive. And now through the promise of progressive sanctification, he will continue that good work that he has begun in us. And according to the Bible, that means that we are not enslaved. We are not enslaved yes. to sin, to sin patterns, to sin tendencies. Yep. And we are not enslaved to labels. Yes. We can be changed and transformed by the Holy Spirit. Luke, I like to say to it this way. That. We can win. Yes. We can win. Yeah. We, we don't have to live in defeat right. all the time. You know, sanctification, we've been actually studying that word a little bit in our first in our study of First Thessalonians. Uh-huh. And that word does mean set apart, but it's also another element of the word. It means to be preserved, yeah, to be preserved for our Lord. 
and to find the fullness of what he said in John 10, 10, life to the full. Yeah. Amen. We can win every day and we will ultimately Mm -hmm. win fully and finally because Christ has won by being victorious on the cross and conquering the grave. The resurrection means everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Hope and is th- alive because Jesus is alive. Hey, we should we should carve out a Sunday in the next couple weeks to really celebrate that. <laughs> well, we try to do that every week, hey. Luke. <laughs> Plug for Easter. We'll be having two services here at Lakewood that, Park. We'd love to have you join exactly us. Exactly. Exactly. And any week you want to come, we want you any to week. So. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, so that's that's the joy of biblical counseling is seeing transformation happen mm-hmm. in people's life lives and and you and I as pastors who who engage in biblical counseling, we have seen that happen. Yes. And that is that is a beautiful thing to witness that over time to see people practicing uh, uh, righteousness and living in faith and growing through mm-hmm. um, uh, understanding and, and trials. Uh, that's awesome. And we love that. We love being able to shepherd people through biblical counseling. But there's a challenge. Yep. What yep. would you say the challenge is for us? I think the challenge is really viewing biblical counseling as not only viable, but essential when it mm-hmm. comes to counseling. You know, right. you mentioned the three approaches to counseling at the beginning of our time today. And I think even in the church, there's a little bit of a sense that biblical counseling is like glorified Sunday school or and here's a Bible verse, get, get well. And, and, and I think there's a sense, is it, is it really viable? Is it, is it really going to be substantial in helping somebody in a counseling situation? Yeah. You know, if somebody doesn't have so, all these letters after their name because they did some kind of study, which we're not discrediting at no, all. No, sure. But, but there tends to be in the church this sense of, well, biblical counseling is nice, but, mm-hmm. you know, that integrationist feel, right? You can know, it that, really do the job? Can it really do can it? Can it, it really, really change people? Job. I think we just want to talk briefly to that as a yeah. big challenge to biblical counseling. Yes. And uh, and one of the things that I think we just want to let people know is that to become certified with the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors... Which is, is the premier the biblical counseling certification entity. Yeah. It is rigorous. Yes. It is rigorous trainings and training. And, and so to become certified, you can go... A couple different routes. You can uh, acquire your certification by doing the the MABC, the Master of Arts in Biblical Counseling, which uh, yep. you can do at Faith, um, and you can do it distance as well. They say um, Faith. Where are we talking faith about? Faith La- down in Lafayette. Thank you, Faith yep. uh, Baptist Church down in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, and and so mm-hmm. uh, we have friends who are who are doing the MA. BC distance, and we yeah. have uh, some folks at our church oh, yeah, as well, yeah, also yeah, doing very the MABC. Excited about so that. it is accessible, but it is rigorous. Yes. Um, another route that you can go is by attending the uh, the the week long uh, training seminars uh, that are goodness, they're about forty hours of lectures that you yep. sit in, and you go through four tracks. Talk um, about being uh, from the fire, getting water from the fire hose, yes, right? That's <laughs> it. That's it. I've, I've always found myself to be tremendously exhausted at the end, but also rejuvenated yes. and just being excited to put this into practice. Yeah. Um, but you go it, it, every year. You can go for a week down at, at Faith and and have that training. You go through do that for four years, and then in that fifth year, you can go through um, the process of 
doing your exams and evaluations. Uh, you have to complete a theology exam. You also have to complete counseling exams for the practice of mm-hmm. the counseling. And then in phase three, you have 50 hours of, su- of supervised counseling underneath an ACBC fellow. And yeah. so um, this is rigorous. Uh, the, the biblical counseling website um, says that it's approximately $1,400 an average of two years to mm-hmm. complete. Which is like a master's degree, really. that's a master's degree, exactly, exactly. And so we want people to know that um, this is not a a light form of counseling. This is an intense program. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, And uh, and also from a philosophical perspective, we believe that it can deliver what other models ultimately cannot deliver. Um, And so maybe we could talk about that, some of the shortcomings of... A, a, a perspective apart from um, a biblical counseling uh, perspective. And so we're looking at, at medical diagnoses and things like yeah. that. You know, I think, Luke, we need to put that in our show notes mm-hmm. um, related we'll to ACBC. Um, and I can I just reiterate that this is for all of us to consider. This yeah. is an invitation yeah. to be involved. You can be involved. It does take a commitment. It does mm-hmm. take cost. Yeah. Well worth the reward. Yes. Yes. Um, not only for your own life, yes. seeing how to handle your problems, yeah, <laughs> better, yeah. uh, but also yourself. <laughs> being able to help others as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're going to talk just a little bit about um, medication, um, medical diagnoses as well. And, uh, and, and we just want to say a couple things yes. first. Number one. Uh, depression and anxiety and anger and marriage problems have been around since Genesis chapter three. Yes, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> and pills pills have not. Yeah, nor has Freud. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And and we see depression and anxiety and marital struggles and and uh, parenting issues all throughout the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And what we see is that there is hope through a vision of God, through his revelation, which we have in full with the 66 books of the Bible, um, that, that that has been able to lead people through depression and anxiety throughout the biblical uh, history and also leading up to our contemporary uh, time. And so even though there are alternate ways of addressing mental health, uh, they are relatively new mm-hmm. and people have been helped by the scriptures for a very long time. And I'm going to add this in, Luke, yeah. that the language of the Spirit of God is the Word of God. So yes. ultimately, the work of transformation, the work of sanctification in a believer's life, and I think we need to say that, you know, this this is for believers. Yes. If you do not know Jesus and you're listening to this yeah. podcast, you will benefit from hearing biblical truth. There's right. no question about it. We believe in common grace that um, God's grace is going to, to some degree, be be experienced by all because he's the creator of all. Yeah. However, it is only by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, forgiving you of your sins, having eternal life, that mm-hmm. the Spirit of God lives within you. And the Spirit of God is ultimately the one that's going to bring, bring that transformation. Yeah. So we need to just acknowledge that, wow, you belong to Jesus, the Spirit of God's going to work yeah. to bring that transformation. Yeah. And uh, the next thing that we say before you uh, you share what you have right there is, yeah. um, is that 
we are not medical doctors. Mm. Now, we're both going after our doctorate right we are. now. Isn't that interesting? We are, but we're, we're not medical that, doctors. But we are not MDs, and yes. we're not going to try to yes. pretend to be a medical doctor. No, we're, we are not. I'm going to be a PhD, and you're going to be a, a demon. doctor. A demon. demon. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's yeah, doctor sure of ministry. We, yeah, let's make sure we qualify that just a little bit. Yes, yes, <laughs> so. indeed, indeed. Um, and so we are not telling people to stop medication if they're yeah. on it, or to. we're not saying anything about that. We're not, we're not that's a conversation to have with your prescribing medical doctor. Yes. But we do have um, some things here from medical doctors who are also biblical counselors. And yes. so uh, why, don't, why don't you share what you got there, James? Well, I've always appreciated Dr. Dan Wickard, and he is a certified OBGYN. Um, he has got his MD from the University of Illinois. And, uh, but also, uh, he is a counselor, he's certified in everything, and uh, for, for me, just listening to him about this whole issue of how do we handle uh, depression, PTSD, ADD, ADHD, um, you, you name it, bipolar, um, one of the things that he says that's very interesting to me is that when we talk about the biology of it all or the pathology of it all, mm -hmm. looking in the medical, uh, the biology of who we are, um, it's interesting that there's really no pathology on these uh, diagnoses, if we could say it that way. There, there's not a medical, per se, route to say you have this because of these medical tests. A lot of a lot of times it comes from the DSMR five, which which really looks at behavioral and says, well, based on these behaviors, we believe it's now this. So at that point. They're descriptive, right? There's descriptive things happening there. Yeah. And we don't ever want to somehow minimize the descriptive. If people are struggling, if depression, mental health, they're there, we have, we've got to step in. But the prescription side of it, I think we've said that several times, is where we believe that not being MDs, Mm -hmm. If 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 you're if the medication's been prescribed, we are never going to say don't take that or nope. what. You need to again, as Luke just said, deal with that with your physician. Right. But biblical counseling really can step in at this point and say, well, let's look at the heart issues here. Yeah. Uh, will medicine help that necessarily, yeah. or is that something that we have to look at in the sanctifying work of the Spirit of God as the truth is known? Yeah. And uh, following up with that. Uh, Dr. Um, Charles Hodges, who's a family uh, physician down in Indianapolis uh, with his um, MD from uh, Indiana University, he, go, he says, mm -hmm. medication can make depressed people feel less depressed, but that doesn't bring them joy necessarily. Anxious people can be less anxious because of medication, yes. but still not have peace. People who see things that aren't really there might see less things that aren't really there, but that doesn't mean that they're seeing reality. Mm. And so medication has its shortcomings. And so he supplies some questions for you to ask if you are um, considering or on medication. This is a conversation for you to have with your physician. We just want to be so clear about that. But uh, let's think through what, what the end goal is. Is it just to continue to cope or is there hope in the midst of taking your medication? So ask some questions such as, why, why does medication sound appealing to you? What motivations seem to be leading the way? Um, how about this one? How will medication help sanctify you and give glory to God? Mm, mm, great question. Yeah. Are you listening to your father through his word and talking to him honestly in prayer? 
If that's not happening, then mm -hmm. maybe you're looking to the wrong source of hope in medication. Mm -hmm. uh, have you invited wise, loving, Christ-cherishing men and women into your heart and life in order uh, for them to hear your struggles and to counsel you wisely? Have you tried biblical counseling first before taking medication and seeing if it can yep. help you out? Mm -hmm. And uh, and maybe one more here. Will your use of your use or non-use of psychoactive drugs edify the body of Christ or tear it down? Will it help you to love people and glorify God in your life, or is it not helping in that? Mm. And so for our buzzer beater, uh, we are just going to give just a quick testimony here of. Uh, Again, the shortcomings of, of maybe a non-biblical counseling approach and, and what biblical counseling can do. Um, there was a, a speaker at the Biblical Counseling Conference a few years back, and he tells of when he was a senior in high school, got caught with pornography in a Christian school, was kicked out, mm -hmm. and only allowed to finish and graduate if he would do counseling. It was behavior modification. Just stop doing this. Never hit the heart. Goes to uh, Cedarville University to pursue being a pastor. Same thing. He just has behavior modification, but he also recognizes that he can't be a pastor and keep this sin in his life. Mm -hmm. The heart is never addressed. And so he, become, he begins to eat to fill the gap that porn was filling, and he becomes 400 pounds. Mm. But through biblical counseling, when he finally addressed it, he realized that there was loneliness and identity issues that he was looking to porn and then looking to food to fill. Idols of the heart. Idols of the heart. Yep. And only biblical counseling will really expose those and shepherd you into health mm. in your relationship with God. That concludes this episode on biblical counseling, the hope and help that it brings. Until next time, grace and peace.